Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Alfa Romeo Driver Podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Kirsty Hodson, and I'm joined on International Women's Day by three of the club's Alfa females Sophie King, who drives a Mito, Susan Fuller, who owns a 156 GTA, and Jade Pidgeley, who wants to drive a Mito. Good evening, ladies. Okay, good evening. So, so, Sophie, tell us a little bit about what attracted you to an Alfa. So this is actually quite a funny story. Uh, my partner drove a uh, 147 and he, he was like, because him and his dad, his dad owns a Sud. So they were always like, oh, you'll never know the experience of driving a good car until you've driven an Alfa Romeo. So I was there, like, oh, okay. I've tried his car and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And they were like, oh, do you know what you'd really suit? You'd suit a Mito. So the idea was from there, really. <laughs> Excellent. Did he get to drive the suit? Not yet. Hopefully, hopefully one day. Maybe <laughs> if he lets it out of his sight. <laughs> what do you love best about driving the car? I just love the experience, really. It's just, a, you get a lot of looks in it, to be fair. I mean, there's been a lot of kids that have been seen it and been like, oh, it's a yellow Alfa Romeo, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's the looks you get as well, I think, and just the style of it, just the uniqueness of the car. It's nothing like anything else on the road at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Susan, apart from the 156, what other alphas have you got? I have a Phase 1 Spider. I have a Phase 2 GTV. And my husband actually drives a 159 um, wagon. So I have four of them on the drive most of the time. Nice collection there. Yeah, yeah, they're all different, all different personalities, all different reasons for driving. And every single one, as um, Sophie just said, every single one gets looks when you take it out. So, yeah, it's just wonderful to drive them. How often do you get to drive them? They're all dailies except for the 156. I tend to use her as a weekend car. I take her to the shows and that sort of thing. But otherwise, they're all dailies out in all weathers. I've even been known to be out in the spider in the snow. So <laughs> roof down, I add. Absolutely. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is a nice Alfa owner's woolly hat to keep you yes. cool. Arok does a nice beanie hat. Yes. Club, club shop. <laughs> I've got one of those. <laughs> Thank you. Jade, does your meter have a name? My first car that I had as an alpha was called uh, Loki, and I then had a little bit of issues with Loki. So I then upgraded my Mito, and uh, now we have Thor because I'm a huge Marvel fan. So, yeah, that is, so I class him as my upgrade because um, I, I prefer Thor anyway. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Thank you. I hear you might be into detailing. I am- should make John Griffiths, our chairman, very happy. <laughs> How did you get into that? So I got into car detailing from taking Thor to all his shows. And I would always try and get him like show ready, should I say. And I then was like, actually, why don't I just do this? I love it so much. And I think the fascination for me is seeing a car change and transform from just like even the minor things. So putting a little bit of um, detailing spray on it. It just it pops with color, and you know it, it makes the car like the original state. Um, and yeah, it's I've done quite a few of my uh, friends' alphas now. Um, I get them all ready for their shows, and yeah, I just I, I love it. I love spending time with cars. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, you might all have listened to our recent podcast on the 
top 50 post-war alphas, what would be your choice of dream alpha if you could have anything? And that's a question for all of you. If I could go for a classic, I would go for the Alfa Romeo 6C Coupe because I just love old lines. I love the old style, the Art Deco, and that just screams it to me. So as a classic, that would that would be what I would go for. But as a modern, definitely the 8C. I used to love really childish but I used to love sitting on the computer and just listening to the sound of them driving around and yeah dreaming of when I could have one but not there yet. Thanks Sophie? So I don't know uh, for a modern one a more modern one probably the 4C but it would have to be yellow and it would have to be the uh, spider because I, I actually got a chance to sit in one and I just like it was like a dream come true it's the best experience of my entire life. <laughs> But uh, classic-wise, probably, again, sticking with a the yellow theme, probably a 145 Cloverleaf or in yellow or maybe an Alpha Sun in yellow if they, you know, I could do a respray maybe. <laughs> and then for, for me, I am a, a big modern car enthusiast. Um, so mine would be uh, a Julia or uh, the 8C. Um, as well, because I do, I do love the shape of them. The Julia for me is just phenomenal. I look at it and I just fall in love every time. I there was one ad I saw recently, and I just, I just stood and stared at it for however long. I've had the opportunity to take some photos of one that was at um, an A Rock event as well, and I just, it's just to die for. And the color that you can get on them. There's like a greeny, I can't remember what the colour is, but it's like a greeny tint. And my name's obviously Jade. So for me, it was like the dream to just have a colour that was like quite suited for my name and to be driving that incredible. So don't get me wrong. I love my classic, but I don't, I haven't kind of gone that far in that classic kind of knowledge yet. That's still, that's still very new to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm learning, learning the tricks of the, the alpha. So getting there you like the gtam then that we looked at recently yes that's uh, fine <laughs> all these dreams that i wish i can have so have you ladies ever done any motorsport or track days um so believe it or not hopefully i should eventually be driving david's Mito. yeah i hopefully will get the opportunity to he and i met last year at an event and I've always wanted to be on track. I had only had my, at the time, I'd only actually had my license about a year. I think it was just short of a year. And I've always wanted to do track. And, you know, I never, my first car, I didn't really get the the need to go on track because it just, it, it wasn't powerful enough to kind of put up with the track. Um, and then obviously I got my latest one, which has a lot more power than you know what it could be uh, but still not enough to get on track that I, I'd want and I'd had this conversation with David about it and he was like well we've never had a female driver in my car would you like to do it and I was I was with my mum at the time and um, she literally just watched my face light up when when David gave me this opportunity so all being well hopefully I can just get my ARDS test done mm-hmm. and, and get on the track yeah it's very exciting excellent sophie susan you done any track days uh i did the mito rising event last year which was a good day out to be fair but other than that no not really i think susan's probably got a bit more (laughs) 
excitement (laughs) (laughs) well not really no I mean I've just had a Thruxton driving experience bought for my birthday but uh, sorry Christmas but that's um, not going to be in Alfa Romeo unfortunately but I do have the Autoluso 156 day coming up so I shall get to drive the GTA that day at Bista apparently so that's my my first experience on the track in one of my cars. I mean, I think, yeah, they've got the test track for the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I'm like, I want to get out there as well and see what she's got. That'd be fun. Yeah. How do you make the most of being in the Alpha Owners Club? Do you get out of the club? I like meeting everybody, to be honest. Or when we all get together, seeing the other drivers, the other cars. Actually seeing other women, to be honest, I've been around garages for most of my life and quite frequently have been the only female, which, as the girls can probably tell you, can be awkward at times. So it's just really nice to see other other female people out there enjoying the cars as much as I do. And um, so I would I would elaborate on that as well, as, as Susan was saying. So, you know, I'm in my little group that I've got from a rock um I'm I think there's only two of us at the moment and yeah we do we do get shadowed by by the uh the males however I like to do my bit and let's say that uh, I've been called a better driver than the most of my group um, and I like to make a stand about it as well <laughs> um I've made some incredible friends from it so I was actually part of A-Rock early on as soon as I got my my first car. But then I didn't kind of go to any shows or anything like that and until I got my my second car and then I started going to shows and it was just an incredible experience and, and meeting everybody. And yeah, I just, I love being social. So it's nice to be able to talk so freely. Um, I agree with you. I still find that sometimes when I go to places, they'll talk to my husband about my cars rather than me. Although he does always sort of say it's her car, not mine, and wanders off unless there's something a little bit too technical for me because he's a mechanic. But otherwise, yeah, it is is that. It's just that general conversation and enjoyment of being out there. I've been out before and uh, I've been, you know, standing with a partner. Yeah, they've been like, oh, nice car. He actually turned around and was like, it's hers, not mine. (laughs) Just stand and so proud and be like, yeah, that's mine, not his. Don't you worry about that. It's me that's done all the detailing and everything. Yeah, that's exactly the same for me. I've got a sticker on the back of my car that says, just got passed by a girl. Just there's no misunderstanding possible. (laughs) If I stuck stickers on, I would have one of those. So Alfa Romeo has been driven and raced by some very famous male drivers. They've also had some women racing drivers, starting with Baroness Maria Antoinetta de Vanzo, who joined Alfa Romeo as a driver just after World War I. She was the first Italian female racing driver, in fact, raced in the Mille Miglia five times. But she learned to drive when she was still a child after borrowing her father's motorized tricycle, as you do. So were you ladies interested in cars from a really young age as well? From a young age, I would go on um, track days with my stepdad. 
he used to race for a Kumo uh, BMW and I watched him, you know, get first place in championships right from a young age. He got me a, a motocross bike as well. And I think I started riding about 13. And then from a, a really, really young age, my dad used to let me change his gears. And that was always a fun experience for me. And then going right back, my great granddad was a racer. He uh, did it, I think I think it was after World War One, And he actually had like a, an exhibition on at Brooklyn's Museum, which was a phenomenal experience for me because I actually went there last year uh, I think it was the 10th of October and I managed to park me and some of my friends in the line where my great granddad had a photo taken um, and it was it was so like I was in tears because I was like wow this is incredible like he he raced on this track that although the track's no longer there you know and I got to kind of experience that and I had like a little memorial thing done for him and um, so it's like a little tag that I hang on my car and it's the year that he was born and I'd like to take that you know through my racing kind of experience and and make him kind of proud of of what I've kind of followed in his footsteps so yeah that's lovely so feces I've um, been into cars since very young age my dad's owned a garage and so I was always around that I used to serve petrol for him and that sort of thing and before then I he's had motorbikes and cars all his life so and my granddad's etc so yeah it's just been something I've always been interested in and I like to get my hands in as well, not just just to drive. I like to get oily and dirty and enjoy trying to fix them and learning about how they worked. Um, at one stage, I wanted to be a mechanic, but when I was that age, it wasn't the done thing. So I went into nursing instead, just a slight change around, really. Mechanics of a different sort. Mm, exactly. But yeah, I love it. Weekends with my dad, he used to do stock car. And I was saying to you earlier about doing mini stocks, but Again, because it was a very male environment, I didn't proceed with that. So a few regrets there, but no, I've always loved cars, motorbikes, anything mechanical. It's just fun, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've not really been into cars that long, really. I've always like seen cars that have been really cool, but never like, had the courage to be there like, oh, yeah, I'd love one of those, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I've been into it quite recently, to be fair. Um, but I'm the same as Susan, really. I like to, my partner's a mechanic, so I'll just kind of like, he'll teach me how to do things on my car. And then I'll try and put it in my head and remember it. But usually I've forgotten by the time I've had a sleep. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's taught me a few things, bless him. But yeah, I, I just love cars now, to be fair. I just love everything. <laughs> My dad was a mechanic too, so it seems quite a common background Yeah, <laughs> girls who love cars to, to have been in that environment from a very young age. Yeah, totally. It, it's I think it's the link as well with, with your dad and with the car and everything else. It's, it's just that family enjoyment of getting time together and enjoying something together. And it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, really, but you know, being able to do it as a girl with your dad is even more special, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, what we were saying about it being difficult to get into motorsport as a girl, I think you'd have to have been a pretty interesting, strong character to be a racing driver in the first half of the 20th century, <laughs> certainly. Definitely. There's a lady called... Helen Nice, for example, she was a model and professional dancer who took up motor racing when her dancing career ended. And she was one of the first drivers to display sponsor adverts on her car. How cool is that? That's very <laughs> That's <amazing>. awesome. <laughs> it must have been quite difficult for her, but 
Yeah, she she must have had some real spirit to be able to push herself forward. And, you know, especially coming from that background, which is quite a, a female background, to step forward and say, hey, look at me, I want to do this. Yeah. At those at those times, it, she must have been very brave. Mm, quite strong, I imagine. All that dancing would probably make yeah. quite physically strong enough to be able to cope with the G-forces. Exactly. The, um, the most recent female from Romeo Driver is um, was Tatiana Calderon from Colombia. She went from being a karting driver through to um, the F1 test driver for Alfa Romeo Racing in 2017. But behind the scenes, though, the current Alfa Romeo team has a couple of women in senior positions. We've got Silvia Cavero as the head of info connectivity validation, basically in charge of the in-car display software. I've got Maria Gracia Lisbona, who looks after the engineering propulsion systems, including the electrification of the Tonale. Oh. What, what do you ladies think about the electric cars? Interested? Yeah, same for me. <laughs> Sorry, um, totally. No, not my thing at all. I, I can't find a love for them. Um, I'm guessing that they are going to be the way forward. We might have to change our way of thinking, but I really don't want to. I'm going to put my foot down and be stubborn until the, the very last drop of petrol, I'm afraid. Yeah, I very much agree with uh, Susan. It's the fact that, you know, one day we're, we're going to have like actual racing with just electrics. And for me, it's just... It, it, it takes the, the fun away from driving, you know, just hearing the car wanting to change gear and the noises that it can make. And, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with an air filter and a dump valve. <laughs> um, you can't have those things when, when you've got an electric car. It doesn't make any noise. You can't hear it coming down the road. You want to actually hear it live. You don't want recording yeah. in your ear. You know, no. I, I can listen to music if I want that. I want the sound of the engine. Exactly. It's like, you, you know, even going through... Um, um, of a Julietta friend of mine hadn't gone to Hindhead Tunnel before and we just we all went down on the windows and it was just the noise of the cars like you don't get that in an electric no. car no. And, I, and I am going to be really stubborn and unless I have to physically race with an electric car will I ever have an electric car <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I just never never as far as I'm concerned in my lifetime I will never have an electric car but I'm sure things will have to change eventually. But like I say, I will be holding on to the last drop of fuel so that I can keep driving, keep these beautiful engines going, keep the souls going, because that's what we need to do. We don't want to lose them. No. no. I've got um, an 18-year-old GT with a Busso V6, and it's, it's phenomenal, just the sound of it. I'm going to keep it as long as I can. One of the best things I've ever done is I went out with a group of friends and we had six Bussos and a Maserati going through the Newport Tunnel. I, I have never heard anything like it in my life. I have to say we were all being extremely noisy and probably not slow enough, but it was amazing. Absolutely soul-wrenching sound. Let's talk a little bit more about previous Alfa Romeo racing drivers or female are there any that inspire you as I was saying to you earlier I'm more of a driver than a watcher so any female racing driver is inspiring and I would hope to the younger females of today even more so so that they can get out there and enjoy it because they have far more opportunities than we did but I am a driver so I don't tend to watch 
racing as probably as much as I should. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it for me? You know, I I am a massive fan of F one. I watched that religiously. I think I only uh, missed three races last season, but because it's not so televised for for women. You know, it's it's hard to kind of figure out when it's on and and having the channel and things like that. Like I would I would like drive to my mum's house just to go watch the F1 because I didn't have the channels. And, you know, I do. Um, I'm, I'm a massive enthusiast for, for the way that women have come so far. And, you know, the fact that hopefully one day that I can kind of be sort of in those shoes, you know, it's it's a, a real kind of life changer. And I watch, um, I do have a watch um, the Formula Women because hopefully potentially next year I should be entering that as well. And, you know, what they those girls do are just amazing. You know, you wouldn't necessarily put some of them in the Formula Women's as well and they've come and they've had so many different backgrounds. Some of them are business owners and you just see them excel and, uh, you know, the sponsors behind it, you know, I think two of them actually follow me on Instagram and it's just, it's amazing to see their progression and and see what it's, you know, the future holds. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the only thing that I watch, but yeah, I hopefully will be watching a lot more in the next coming years. So um, we've also got Ruth Bescombe, who's responsible for race strategy at Alpha Romeo Racing, runs the pit wall for Alpha NF1, and there's a great podcast with her from F1's Beyond the Grid. So things are getting better, I think, for women in, in motorsport. I, I agree with you. It is getting better, but it is slower than it should be, really, unfortunately. But, you know, women are stepping up, women are taking over and not being like me, just a driver anymore. They are able to move forwards and in, and enjoy the sport. Yeah. I just, I just thinking like what Sue's saying, like, I think it's, you, it used to be in like the day, it used to be kind of like taboo for like women to be driving and stuff. So to see there's so much more going on and more people getting involved with it, more women getting involved. I think it's so special and it's so, it's not just a man's thing anymore. It's for everyone, you know, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with Sophie. The man's world of cars in general, not just racing, but mechanics, ownership, is opening wider and wider to women, which is a long time coming, really. Um, It shouldn't just be in the history books that we see these amazing women stepping forward. We've got plenty of amazing women now that can step forward and and take control of, of the industry and make it a women's world, if that makes sense, or a joint world, should I say? Hopefully, we'll see Jade on the TV on track in the next couple Absolutely. of days. I, I shall be looking for her. <laughs> yes, we will. I mean, I get I get asked on the daily um, every time I mention that you know I'm in enthusiastic with racing. They're like, oh, okay, well, we'll see you as the next female. F1 right, uh, racer then and I'm like well um, I'm aiming for it I'm going for it <laughs> you go get it girl thank you I will I will don't you worry <laughs> and if I've got to take some men down with me I will <laughs> currently got some you know women club officials I'm a member of the management team and we've got Carol who Carol is the veteran car register owner she looks after those and we've got mel who's the goodwood section secretary so we we are starting to have some women moving up through the club as well which is lovely to see that is nice to see because i must admit one of my very first meetings that i took the gta to it felt very much like an old man's club i don't want to say it disrespectfully but it didn't feel overly welcome as a young female 
I say young, 45, but, you know, young female bringing her car to a show. You didn't necessarily feel very supported at first. But now, as you say, we are we are being more notified in the club and noticed. And it is a good thing. And in our own right as well, not necessarily as a plus one. No, exactly that. Exactly that. I'm trying to kick off a an alpha female programme to increase the number of women in the club, to retain the women we've got, increase the numbers, find the women who own alphas who aren't in the club and don't even know the club exists. <laughs> um, so we've, all got, we've got all sorts of things, ideas to try and do this, but I would absolutely welcome ideas from you guys as well. That'd be brilliant. Um, how are we going to do this? Um, so yeah, that's, that's starting now. This, this podcast is the first part of that programme. I think you'll find there are a lot of female Alpha owner club members that just don't step forward because of the way you know I don't always post my cars on the actual owner club's Facebook page and things because you find that the men don't always receive them well or they don't like what you're saying or whatever so I think there is still some still some old views that stop us stepping forward if you know what I mean I want to break those barriers down I mean would, it, would a women's only Facebook group product yeah you both I was going to say that that's a, a great Definitely. idea I would I would have said that and um, things like you know our own section on the website our own section in the yeah. newsletter yeah you know, yeah things like that that, that kind of hate to use the word safe space but you know what I mean somewhere where we you you are you can feel comfortable posting you know I remember going to my first event and it being quite an anxious feeling um that's why I brought my mum because I was like I don't want to be the only one you know who doesn't yeah. really know anyone or something like that you know if you if you break it down even further you know say for example I live in London you know covering the London area and then having like a, a coffee chat to start with get to know people and then kind of have like a bigger event that we would all go to that, you know, people can convoy with and things like that. I think that that could also work quite well as well. Um, thank you very much, Jade, Sophie and Susan, for joining me today for this podcast. Much appreciated. And thank goodbye. You. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Nice meeting you all. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back as usual in two weeks' time on Sunday the 27th of March. In episode 54, we'll be talking to one of the first UK owners to take delivery of a GTAM, Alan Greenhall. And the episode will be available to download from 1.30pm from the club website, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcast Addict, and wherever else good podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.